0: Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Kite.
1: And Chris Fuller. And
0: today on Real Talk Christian Podcast, we are talking about rhythms for the new year. We're going to look back on 2022 and talk about what rhythms of life we can put into our lives to have a better 2023 as Christians. Are ready to talk about it, Fuller?
1: We're Real Talk, and we're going to go to 2023. So, so you ready?
0: You ready? Let's go. Let's go.
1: Uh, I caught you laughing. Caught you laughing at your own
0: all Lang Zine stuff, man. Oh no, that's
1: not what I was laughing oh, at. Good. It's but the bubbly. Not, it's the not bubbly. Gonna, we're not gonna bring that up. It's the so. bubbly. But so that was that
0: that was you just pulled
1: all like that a, was a Chris just, Fuller edition of All Lang Zine. That was the most awkward transition. That was a very awkward transition. <laughs> but we're here. Yeah. We made
0: it to the end of 20. 20- are- 22. Back in 2019, back in 2020, we didn't know if we were gonna make it.
1: We didn't know. I like pe- had the podcast in oh, life. When when COVID hit, it was like, oh, oh we're done. Man. The world's done. Yeah.
0: But since COVID, I found me a wife. Yeah, you did. Got me a lot more kids. Yeah, you did. Uh, we became even more best friends. We drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, we did. I'm we,
1: drinking tea right now.
0: RTC has exploded. We don't know what's happening, but we are here for it, man.
1: We're we're down with
0: this clown. We're, what? We're down with the clown. I don't I don't know that one. You're not down with my brain problem? is too fried to talk about it. not 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 wow. because of 420 because it's been a long work week. <laughs> it's like not not because, because of, of that. You've been a long work week too though, I man. You've been rock. Like, what what, do, what do you guys call it? Dou- downturns. Yeah,
1: downturns. So uh, where we have uh, our line is down for major maintenance activities. So we yeah. 14
0: hour days yeah. and just grinding at
1: both gears and yeah. And then I took today off and I'm like, all right, I'm taking to it today off. To do housework and then yeah, which is so fun and so exciting. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's an awkward time for podcasting for both of us. It definitely to is, say the least.
0: Yeah, it's been a busy week for me, and then I'm staring down the barrel of way too many projects for me to stay afloat, and jury duty now.
1: So, oh, good old jury duty. You know, I've been do summoned to jury
0: duty three times in the last like eight months.
1: You keep saying jury duty over and over again. It makes me think of it rob when she's like, eh,
0: you said duty."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
0: no, no I, I've always wanted to do jury duty. I got my first jury duty summons when I was in college, and so obviously I couldn't do that. Sure. I didn't hear anything forever, and then I got jury summons like in 2015, and then they got. Then it was one of those like you know you call and they're like oh it got canceled. And so you have to show up tomorrow. And so I didn't show up. And then I got summoned again, but then I was gone. And then another one, I'm like, um, yeah, so... I got summoned
1: one time. I don't know,
0: so there was something that was gone. We were gone or something like that again. And then I got the, I got an email someone saying, hey, you're supposed to report in like a week. And I said, excuse me? Huh. I did not get a... I don't even know my ideas. I don't know nothing. So I called the bailiff and they were like, yeah, just don't worry about it. Can we put you back in the pool? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. A week later, here's your summons. I got what? summoned
1: one time, and it's right when I was moving to Florida. And I'm like, uh, I'm moving. They're like, yeah, you need to be here next week. And I'm like, I'm going to be living in Florida at the time. They're like, oh.
0: <laughs> and they thought it was just was some it. like made-up excuse. Like, No, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm was moving it. to Florida. Yeah, yeah
1: no, I was gone. So, yeah, I've never been summoned since.
0: So, I, I've always wanted to, and I'm really excited about the idea, but I'm not excited about the fact that I'm a solopreneur,
1: and it, if I don't work, I don't eat. See, you I know? always have this, like, this mythical dream of what it would be like to be well, involved. Yeah, because we've watched like,
0: NCIS and Criminal Minds no, and Bowl and all these different that's things. That's not you know? why. 12, oh, oh, oh,
1: okay. 12 Angry Men. That's 12 ang- why. Oh, what's 12 Angry Men? Well, you gotta be a little bit of a boomer to know what 12 Angry okay, Men Okay, boomer.
0: So tell me about like, 12 Angry Men because I have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's
1: 12 men that are angry? Th- that are angry. <laughs> it's about uh, a murder trial and it's basically the jurors inside the jury room like they the 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 whole thing is like you're at the end of the closing arguments and then they're going to deliberate and it's them in the room deliberating and there's one guy and he's like no i think uh i think this guy's innocent everybody else saying guilty so it's 11 on one and it's the whole story progresses and they re-examine all the the evidence it finds out that the one guy was right they were the guy was not guilty and except for one juror still was holding to the stance of, no, he was guilty. And, and the, he was the one who did it. And no, come to find oh. out. No, come to find that out. An interesting that story guy plot. knew That guy knew the guy that was and didn't like the guy that was on trial, but he lied about it. And so once they did that, it was mistrial, but it was called 12 Anger Men. It's a classic. I, had to, I The first time I had to watch it, I was in Literature 101 in college. and they're Literature like, 101? So we had to, uh, we were going to read a book. So we had to read the book, 12 Angry Men. And then we watched the film. And then we had to write a paper on it. So... Uh, I think it was with uh, Henry. Was it the black and white version? Yes. From
0: 1957. Yes. Lo- oh, the, yeah, it's phenomenal. Well, but dude, this has a, which I have never seen this. Rotten Tomatoes has a, a 100. Yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. Metacritic
1: is 96.
0: Phenomenal. IMDb movie. is 9 out of 10. Yeah. Like, you, you don't see those stats, no, it's man. It's got Henry
1: Fonda in it, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, Henry Fonda. that? he's the main character.
0: Who's Henry Fonda?
1: He is a, he was a well, well known actor in the fifties. Like he was your, uh, Chris Pratt. He was your, uh, except for not so funny. I guess he's, he's like your, um, he's everywhere. Yeah. He was in all the forties and fifties movies. He was a big name, big, huge actor back then. Huh? Yeah. So.
0: That's very interesting. I did not know. I'm, I'm looking up. That's yeah, really that's really fascinating. Fun so, fact
1: with Chris Fuller. yeah. So
0: needless to say, I mean, by the time this, time this episode's done, I mean, let's just be honest. I
1: I'd be long the, done from jury duty. The jury duty, so duty will be check over in for with months. me to
0: see about my emotional status after Monday at five o'clock when maybe, jury duty is all Maybe
1: you'll be an angry man. <sighs> <sighs> I, I might Any, be. Anyways, <laughs> so. I think to to end the year, we should play Would You Rather real fast.
0: Oh, okay. We've done, we have not done Would You Rather. And for those a who are new time. to the podcast, oh, wow, goodness, man, what, two years ago? Yeah, something like that. Because we were always telling people, hey, let us know about you, and we'd ask questions. Yeah, and you came up with the idea. And we were like, like, let's just talk about yeah. it, man. Let's yeah, just let let's... people get to know us a little bit. Because if we're calling you out to, hey, introduce yourself and chat about yourself or whatever, you got to get to know us a little bit right, too. Right, exactly.
1: All right, so yeah. would you rather own your own boat or own your own plane?
0: Adult answer is really hard because I'm, I'm I'm doing the ROI on both right now, but I think I'd rather own my own plane. I think I'd rather own my own. So plane.
1: I own my own boat and I sold my own boat, and now I'm I would want to own a plane as well. So seventy four percent say own a plane, twenty six percent say. But you own a boat. like
0: a, you owned a, a a good solid fishing boat. When I think it was, a, a, it was the, a, a the a, difference between yeah, a plane and a boat, boat. I think a better question would be: Would you rather own your own plane or would you rather have a yacht? I think that would be a more fair question. No, because you, go, can get, you, can get,
1: hmm. you can get planes for like 15 grand.
0: Oh, yeah, like, like little biplanes or whatever?
1: No, no, a little Cessna 150 or whatever, single single wing or a fixed wing, uh, overhead wing, single engine. I mean, they're, they're pretty reasonably priced. Yeah,
0: for, so 74% they'll agree with us.
1: So they would yeah. rather
0: have their own plane. Sure. Okay. All
1: right, so would you rather be with someone who's always really late, <clears throat> which is you, or I be know. with someone who's always really early? I would rather be someone who's always really early. Yeah, me too. Uh,
0: 81 percent, which is hilarious because most people are not the person who's really early. i just late.
1: I hate being late.
0: It's like when people show up to church. Sorry, guys, the traffic was hard. I was well, the traffic in the Starbucks line. That's why you late. There's so uh-huh. many times
1: we go to church, and Gino's like, "We're so early," and I'm like, "Well." We're just going to sit in the car for 15 minutes because <laughs> Sunday school's still going on. So
0: It is a little awkward sometimes, but like at least, you know, at New Life, because the other day we got to church early. Like well, yeah, because you guys live like
1: 30 seconds down the road.
0: Yeah, that doesn't change anything. It just means we can to sleep in a little bit more. Right. But, you know, we walked in at like seven, eight minutes until it was like go time. And we, like I sat down with the older, th- older two girls. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Because normally we walk in, it's like first song is already happening. Wow! So by the time we check it in, check and get the kids See, dropped off, all different things. if you didn't sleep things.
1: in and you got up at normal time, then you'd be ready to be and always be there before.
0: That's true, but at least I'm awake and ready to worship Jesus.
1: There you go. That's true. All right. So, would you rather never be able to watch Netflix again or never be able to watch YouTube again? Netflix.
0: I would. I would. I would
1: I, rather watch YouTube. So never yeah. watch
0: Netflix. Yeah. No, I don't need Netflix.
1: So I haven't had Netflix oh, in like three except years. for the fact
0: that The Crown's about to drop season five. And yeah.
1: Well, I haven't. Stuff's gonna go down. So when they did the whole like Jesus, whatever, and and like had him as like a oh yeah, I didn't a yeah or whatever, that didn't go anywhere, whatever. That r- right before they, right before they dropped that, I I canceled Netflix. I was like, no, I don't want no part of this. So seventy percent say cancel Netflix. percent because here's the
0: deal: I would never be able to fix my car
1: again if I don't have YouTube. YouTube is the Shoot, best. Tutorial. I wouldn't even be able to do my job if I don't have YouTube. Right. So, would you rather have dinner with the president or have Ooh. dinner with your favorite celebrity? Which is what Chris Pratt? Uh,
0: no, <laughs> favorite celebrity. I, but that's right, because you got musicians, you got actors, you got different people. I think I think it'd be really cool to have dinner with Tom Hanks. Ooh, I think that, would, that I would, be I would good. love to have dinner with Tom Hanks.
1: That would be fun.
0: That'd be a lot of fun.
1: I would. First question: What was? What would be your first question to him? Mine would be: Are you part of the Illuminati? <laughs> first question, right off the bat. You've been so successful. Something that's got to be going on. I would
0: say, do you actually enjoy what you get to do? Or is it is it is it a job most days? You know, because like, and even like, I forgot who I was talking to about this. Oh, um, one of my clients. And I, we we're talking about what he did for work and whatever. And I said, do you enjoy this? Like, do you actually enjoy doing this part? And he goes, yeah, for the most part. And I'm like, yeah, I enjoy most of my parts of work too, and it kind of gave like a little funny look of like this isn't the part that I enjoy, and we got a good laugh out of it, even though that's the part I enjoy the most, just chatting with my clients. But sure, um, but yeah, I, there's there's always a piece of me where it's like work is work. Like you enjoy what you do, you 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 know, it, you you generally when you're doing it, you sometimes enjoy it, but there's a lot of hard parts about any job, no matter how great it is. Not everybody enjoys their work, but no, okay. no, but, but but I mean, like for anyone who even just loves their work, there's part about their works that they probably hate.
1: Yeah. Like if probably. you ask me,
0: Mark, what do you hate about your job? I can give you a list. But yeah. I enjoy what
1: I do. So you still haven't answered the question.
0: No, 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 no. that's what I would ask him. I would say, Celeb- do you okay. actually
1: enjoy your job? Okay. Oh, oh, celebrity, celebrity. or no, president? I want
0: to talk with Tom Hanks, bro. All
1: right. So uh, uh, eighty-three that percent say celebrity. That's interesting. Give us one more, one more. Well, it might be because of our president, but <laughs> anyway. No, I've
0: said it's in general. All right.
1: So last one. All right. Get one dollar for every good deed you do, <laughs> or get a hundred dollars for every evil act you do. Ooh, definitely good.
0: I wouldn't want to do an evil. Like, that's yeah. rough.
1: I mean, that's a that's a morality question right there, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to go with you. Let's do the good deed. 55% say good deed. 45% of y'all just evil.
0: Somebody, yeah, but... The, y'all
1: just money hungry. But
0: over half the people said they would rather
1: do a good thing for a dollar. Yeah, but just... Just slightly over half. <laughs> just slightly over half. I mean,
0: it's kind of like those jokes where it's like, you know, like like those, like, TikTokers and Instagram and Facebook, they walk up with their folks like... Would you punch your best friend or punch your dad for a hundred thousand dollars, dude? I'd sucker punch anybody for a hundred thousand dollars or a million bucks. Like, but a hundred dollars not <laughs> Like, would you let your wife punch you for this? Yeah,
1: yeah. Get it okay. good, Beth. That that would be different, right? If somebody's got to do something to me, I'd be like, yeah, bring it on. There was a.
0: I, I'm just. Gonna, I'm, we're just gonna go into it. There was one where it's like, would you punch your dad for a hundred thousand dollars? And the guy walks up and he throws dust in the air and punches the dust because like cremation and i'm like you just dead dad joke that and that's very uncomfortable for a lot of
1: people but but it was good i thought it was funny (laughs) all right i have a dead dad in case people aren't sure
0: my dad died when i was 10
1: so stop talking about your dead dad (laughs) it just be way way to bring down the
0: show (laughs) let's not happy anyways
1: yeah you know like meatloaf. A lot of people are probably like, Chris, what the heck are you doing? I'm like, well, see, Mark jokes around about it all the time. Yep. And we have this relationship built to where uh, I can I do like it. <laughs> I like watching people squirm.
0: I like watching people squirm for
1: things that I think are funny. But, they you are. know,
0: what is funny, though? So I was talking with Devin, thinking of just dead dad jokes because I would do it to him and now he, he punches back. It's really funny. Um, So he made a joke the other day about our, like, about our uh, Facebook group. So I was, just ta- ta- I was talking with him and Kathleen and I was like, yeah, dude, like, RTC is like like meatloaf is a thing with RTC because I made some joke when they were there like yeah let's have meatloaf listen, he goes dude why are you talking about meatloaf I'm like dude it's a thing in the RTC world and then
1: wait, no 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 it's a thing in the Mark Hyde world that everybody is continuing it on with it because no, of Mark. Hyde. I don't
0: think it's sympathy though. I think it's legit. I think no, RTC I think, is all about the I meat think loaf.
1: most people eat meatloaf from time to time, but you've made such a huge deal of meatloaf that it's elevated meatloaf in people's minds. But
0: like so so Garen posted in the Facebook group is that think yeah, sure. about Mark Hyde. I, I dinner tonight, one guess. And yeah. I took the screenshot of that with some of the comments, people freaking out about the meatloaf and I said, I told you, Devin And he goes, dude, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So RTC, let's keep that's, it weird.
1: That's because you have elevated it to it. Do you, do you understand that? Yeah, I know, and I'm here for it. You understand? I made it a thing. Your actions have con- consequences. hmm With great power comes great responsibility. For meatloaf? Dude. Have you learned nothing from the Marvel Universe? I did. With great power comes great responsibility. Beth has a great power
0: of making amazing meatloaf, I'm and her telling responsibility you, is to make I'm it really well. I'm very scared for
1: you right now, because you keep talking up Why? this meatloaf, and nobody else has ever tried it, and I'm really scared that it's going to be terrible. And then I'm going to have to be like, you know, Dude, that's actually bro, Beth's biggest bro, fear now. You're, you're, yeah, you're going to ruin. Her
0: biggest fear is that her meatloaf will not pass mustard. Your, everyone who's ever your, had it. Has your wife about
1: it. is going to make you sleep outside because people are going to want to try the meatloaf and they're going to be like, it's terrible. And then she's going to feel horrible and it's all your fault. That's true. <laughs> I love you, babe. So what's another <laughs> thing that we've made a thing on the show? Like,
0: is there any other things that we made a thing? Like, we have like little like bingo. phrases like we've bingo. got bingo. Um, but like, has there been any other things where we've drawn attention to it and now it's just a thing? Uh,
1: no, probably. You not. know.
0: Like, I don't problem. know if there's anything. I mean, I'm sure our listeners, maybe you guys would let us know what are things maybe. that we've turned into things. Let us know in the Facebook group. Because I'm like, you know, Grass Fairy and. Yeah, but see, um, again,
1: that's just playing off of, like, okay, you made Bear. this joke. You made that joke. That's so like first season. Let's man. just, like, go along with the joke because it's funny. But it's not like, I don't think it's a thing. But is there thing. anything
0: else that there's like a thing? Like I meatloaf is thing. a thing.
1: I don't even think meatloaf is a thing.
0: There's like five people in, I think, in, our,
1: in our group that I think it's a thing. I think they just think it's funny. It's mm-hmm. not that it's a thing. Right. Well,
0: uh, maybe if everyone shows up at a, oh, sorry, revive a festival. Maybe I can convince Beth to make it, which ah, would be really dude. hard to make it and bring it because I didn't get cold because we're a couple hours away.
1: And we're like, no, we're not. We're like forty minutes away. It took us forty minutes to get there. That's right. You That's put, right. You put it in a. You heat up a crock crockpot. Put it in a crock pot in a warmer. And, and then we could. went
0: into the colon of Michigan, the magic capital of the world, and got some really
1: good curly fries. Oh, dude, curly, so good. We're going
0: back next year. But you're not here talking here talking about but food. You know what? Oh, go ahead! Go ahead! I was. Going to I transition. don't know.
1: Maybe we should go to Curly's and take a bite of Curly's food and then a bite of the meatloaf and compare it.
0: I mean, their their burger wasn't that great though. It, mine was phenomenal. Yours, you had a wrap or whatever. You had a flatbread or
1: something. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, I don't. Know. I don't know what I had a, it, it, was was, a, it was it was, was a, a at, slam burger. Wasn't my, that great? Mine was that chicken bacon ranch. Yeah. That's what it was. It was, it was, a, it was like it was a rat so, so that good. Was dynamite. But you know, those fries, dude. Those fries were amazing. Holy cow, they were
0: amazing. I'm gonna transition. You All know right. what else is amazing? What's when that? people leave us reviews oh, on Apple Podcasts and rate us on Spotify?
1: Look, we've been talking so long, your iPad shut off. Oops. That's a phenomenal thing.
0: Oh, I guess you pictures of the kids again. Okay, so let's let's pull it back why, up. Why
1: don't you yeah, why don't you go ahead and read this phenomenal, this just wonderful? review that was left for us
0: cool so this review was left back in july six Mm -hmm. months ago
1: we're a little we're we're still catching up which is good we want to keep playing catch up i mean we're still
0: playing catch up to some other podcasts that have like thousands of apple podcast reviews but we'll get there
1: you know 140 Mm -hmm. Well,
0: one day at a time baby 600 on spotify we'll get there help us out people we'll get there but so this was left on july 20th from ren warson and it says i found this podcast when i wanted to listen to other christians and learn what other people were thinking about common questions People had about the Bible. Mark and Chris, oh, you spelled my name right. Mark with a C. That's
1: because you say it a lot.
0: Yep. And and I love when people like message us and go, "Hey, this is Eric with a C. and I'm like, "Bet." So Mark and Chris are two down to earth people who aren't afraid to talk about the gospel and how it affects all of our lives. Mm. So if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we want to send a mini swag bag out to you. So leave a review after you hear the review read. Send us a message, text message, email dm courier pigeon whatever you guys to do let us know where we can send Get you your, your mini swag bag signals. <laughs> and with us going into 2023 are we able to talk about what 2023 might hold or should we hold off on that
1: we should probably hold off all right we'll hold off Let's on hold that off on wait that.
0: for a surprise that's coming down the pike but this year you know this year has been a very wild year for both of us it's involved you know moves for me it's involved just transitioning and, and shifting a lot of things in so many different regards. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe we should have had these questions be banter questions to, so we don't go too long into it. But just thinking about the last year, all right? So let's all reflect right. on the last year a little bit. Okay. So what has been your favorite memory from this past year? Favorite. Family, work, faith, whatever. What's been some of your, maybe, maybe a couple, what have been some of your favorite okay. memories from the last year? So
1: even though it was not... The funnest trip okay. to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter because of the kids were being ornery, there were some definite special moments during that time when the kids were being good. Like we went to this place called Aurora's Diner, and they were just- Aurora's Diner. Aurora's Diner. So Piper's okay. middle name is Aurora. Right. Yep. So I ended up buying them shirts, all three girls, my wife and and the two girls, shirts from Aurora's Diner. But it was just kind of cool to go to this nostalgic like diner. It was like an old school diner with everything. Everything was old and uh great food, but I just had a good moment there with my kids and with my family and just reflecting on, you know, how good God is right. And giving me a family, even through the hard times, uh, there's still such a blessing to my life.
0: Now, has it been one like regard, like church life that you think would be like one that stood out to you? Church
1: life. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some, some, memories uh i wouldn't say i have like okay favorite memories of church life i think all memories are pretty special um you know between uh times i've had with with pastor scott and brandon and uh with our small group i I can't pick out like okay this is my favorite point in time it's just they've all been kind of good memories to me that's cool some rough memories too but some good
0: yeah but that's that's life man there's 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 mountain peaks and then there's valleys sure 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 so, so for me, when I'm thinking through it, you know, I think one of my favorite memories probably was when uh, Beth and I went to the Ben Rector concert down in Indianapolis. Because not just because the, the concert was a whole lot of fun, um, it was it, it was actually my first non-Christian music festival concert, actually, because that's pretty much all I've ever been to was just festivals. Um, so it was like my first. You know, concert with a ton of people in an amphitheater. And it was a whole lot of fun just hanging out with Beth that night. But what made it really, really fun is she planned out the whole weekend mm-hmm. and all I had to
1: do was show up.
0: No stress, no planning. Yeah, I think you I talked just about showed it. up.
1: You talked about that on a previous episode.
0: Yeah, so because she, she planned out, like we went to, you know, Quills Coffee Shop, which I love, absolutely love Quills. Um, we went to the zoo, which zoos are one of my favorite things to do. And we just hung out in Indianapolis. It was just a really, really cool spot. I think what made that really fun was. I didn't have to stress about trying to make sure everyone was having a good time or mm. I planned this with Beth. Are you sure you're having a good time? It was just a she planned a weekend around, because she's amazing, all of my favorite things. Mm. Her, music, the zoo, and coffee. So It was a nice. good time. Cool. And that's probably, that's probably my favorite memory. Besides, like, you know, I love memories with the kids at the zoo. Uh, you'll hear animals a lot. Like, taking the kids to the zoo, like, those memories, even though they're just, like, the, the South Bend Potawatomi Zoo. Sure. Those are my favorite, that's, that's my favorite place in the whole city besides the grotto. Love the zoo, love taking the kids there, but I also love taking the kids like to Shedd Aquarium mm-hmm. or the Indianapolis Children's Museum. So I would say whenever we can go and do an experience with the kids, mm. is just a really fun memory. Just letting the kids be the kids and just enjoying them in that. Nice. That, that That's what I say would probably be mine. Cool. So, so here's another one then for you then, okay? So where have you seen... It, whether in your own life or in your families or whatever, where have you seen the best way I can describe it is God showing up
1: mm. in your life and seeing God move this past year? I would say, I mean, God's always moving in my life. Um, but more so I've noticed God moving in a, this podcast and, mm. and real talk Christian podcast and just the connections we've made and opportunities we've had that again, 2019, we would have, we would have never thought. Never thought, man. Never thought. Hearing
0: about people getting baptized because of this. You know, joining our, yeah, our local church. Seeing, and, seeing
1: baptisms of listeners, uh, you know, getting to experience that with them. Uh, you know, some of the conversations we've had in the Facebook group, email, text, the socials, uh, being at En or in Revive Fest, you know, be, being able to be a part of man. that. That was so much fun. And, and just like, I don't know, it's just been so cool. It's been a cool ride that... I never thought would actually happen. Like I thought, literally, we were when just we started, in
0: a mic having a good time by ourselves. Well, when you know? we
1: started this podcast, I'm like, okay, this is probably going to be like the youth of our church is going to listen. That's like, like Jagger and Eli and all them guys. But and that's where I thought it was going to go. Maybe you know, I figured my my wife would, you know, Ginny would listen. And um, at the time, you weren't married, so. Um, but I figured, you know, a couple people you know, a couple people I know, you know, they might listen. Brandon, I was like, ah, Brandon might listen to a couple of them here or there. Um, but never th- did I ever think that we'd be like twenty five thousand downloads every month, and and being asked to come literally to a, all over the world, uh, yeah, and being asked to come to a music festival to um, just have conversations about faith, culture, and society, to be able to lead, lead a chapel there, um, to be able to talk with people in Australia, I mean, you know, Africa, wherever, you know, we've we've talked to so many people from around the world, and it's just like we wouldn't have never had that had it not been for God. That's cool. Yeah. So that's what I would think about.
0: I would say the biggest thing where I've seen God move this past year, I think this has probably been the first year that I haven't really grieved not being a pastor as much, Mm. to be honest with you. I think I've transitioned to the point where, um, I mean, I miss teaching. I miss ministry. I miss a lot of different things. Like I just had lunch with Nathaniel this past week and Mm -hmm. it was able to catch up. And that was, that was really, really cool. Um, and just being able to see, you know, a kid who's still like came through my whole ministry, his whole career, sure, and still, you know, is trying to live for God and and still trying to to, to just just be a solid person. It's, it's cool, but this is I would say the first year. Where I'm like, you know what? This is where God has me right now. This is where God wants us to be. You know, I'm I'm supposed to take care of my wife. I'm supposed to take care of my kids. We got the podcast that's going on. Um, you know, we found a new church to call home, right. which was I thought. I mean, I never have ever planned on ever leaving Southside to the right. day I die. And now I find a church where it's like, we're the hides and we're plugged in. We're connected with the community. And because of that, you know, I would say this is where I've seen God start to show up in even the kids' lives, too, where, you know, my the, the oldest, Ava, she's starting to talk about what does it mean to follow Jesus? And, and she's, she's, she's claimed to profess you know, salvation and following Jesus, but we're still, you know, working on training and equipping in that way. And and Sadie's starting to ask questions about what baptism is and 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 why do we do communion? Because I actually let my whole family take communion together, but other people don't with their kids. Mm-hmm. And and especially like other traditions, because at a different church, they said, um, they were flat out, they said, if you're not a believer, whether you're a kid, you don't take this. And they're like, so why? So they're asking good questions and trying to sure. seek to understand what does it mean to follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. And and Elliot now is starting to ask questions and say, I, you know, he he he. When you ask him, he'll say, Oh, I I pray to Jesus because not pray, but I prayed. To Jesus, because in, in the podcast he listens to, every, sing, every single night he listens to God's big story from the sure. village church in yep. Texas. And he said, yeah, I, I prayed to God because I, I want to I follow him. So we've been having a ton of conversations around what does it mean to be adopted into God's family and trying to have these different conversations just as we go, as we go to school, as we come back, which we'll talk about here a little bit later in the episode. But I would say where I've seen God move the past is watching God move in the world that I'm living in around me Mm. And just having to open my eyes and recognize that God's doing all these things. Sure. So rather than focus on just me, myself and my own faith, I can open up a little bit and see the faith of my family and see that. No, I, I, I still have a role to play in all this. Sure. So, so that's where I'd say I'd see God move the most this past year is within both my eyes to see what's around me, but also just in my family itself.
1: Gotcha. Cool.
0: So last question, and then we'll jump into the, to the actual conversation. And I hope you guys listeners are thinking about these questions as well. But the last one is, is where have you struggled the most with your faith this past year? Hmm.
1: That's a difficult one, right? Cause there's a lot of times where, where, um, uh, we may struggle, mm-hmm. um, from day to day. Which we do. We from do. The, yeah. From day to day. And, um, you know, there's like you said, the the mountain peaks and the valleys. Uh, the struggle with it most in the faith in the past year. You know, I would just have to. I guess the most thing I've struggled with is not so much um, my own faith, but just hurting, watching other people have to go through stuff, and just not questioning God of why, because I kind of know like God's in control and I just believe and have trust and faith in him about what's going on, but just wishing I could do more Mm. to help those people in those situations. I know that's not really a struggle, but it is kind of a struggle for me, right? But it starts with your faith that you just
0: want to see it. Okay.
1: Well, it's not so much struggles with my faith as much as it is struggles within myself of uh, not knowing what to do to help them help these people. That's kind of where I'm at. But as that's, far not, as, that's not an answer I was expecting. That's actually but, pretty pretty cool. But as far as like my personal faith, like uh you know, it's like we talked about a couple of weeks ago of um even in those times where I don't feel connected, it's not always about feeling, right? I can't mm-hmm. trust my feeling and feeling connected. Um I just have to trust and continue with my unwavering faith in God. Um in those times that I may feel like He's distant, even though he's not distant. I just feel that way, and that's why you can't trust feelings because the heart's deceitfully wicked, and who can know it? That's mm-hmm. you know, just kind of where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I would say for me the biggest one is, um, and this is what I've always struggled with, but I would say being content with my day to day walk mm. based on just the knowledge that I have mm. about God, about the Bible, about things because there's you know, it's it's a book that I've studied and I've and I've taught. For years, including on the podcast, and and you know it's when when kids ask the big questions, you know I'm I'm ready to you know lock and load and let's answer these questions, but how much of that is me just answering their questions versus
1: living and dwelling on it Mm. daily, you know? So you're saying
0: I would say leaning don't don't lean your own understanding, but all your ways acknowledge Him.
1: You're struggling more with the relational part.
0: Yeah, I I I would say that. So I, I would say it's more of a confession of you know. Because God wants a relationship with us, He's right. our Abba Father, and we're brought into the family of God, and we're the sons and daughters of God. Right. But and the 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 true gospel, um, what's the word I'm looking for the the, the 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 true gospel of restoration and 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 repentance and coming into the understanding and realization of no no I'm a dirty rotten sinner who God I just need your grace every single day rather than thinking through it that way, it's more of I can trust and lean into my knowledge of God and how it works and my theology and church history and philosophy and all these different things. And so I would say the where I struggled the most is, yeah, having that intentional relationship with God rather than just having more knowledge about God.
1: So uh, let me try to make sense. Let me try to just paraphrase to make sure I'm understanding. Yes. So you're saying that, um, you have a lot of knowledge in scripture, but the practice of it, the actual, like the, the, the relational side of it is lacking. Is that, is that, am I understanding that right? I would say so. Okay, I just want like, to make, I just mean, make sure I understand. In right? my entire
0: life, I've always struggled with, you know, reading my Bible and, and praying and trying to keep my mind focused on the things of God. Cause I'm very much a, it is what it is natural consequences natural this natural that to the point where like you know my daughter said asked me a question so dad what was the last miracle you've seen mm. and i couldn't answer i just flat out couldn't answer i can i mean i could like with beth and like looking back at all these different things but like in that moment sure. i was i was literally dumbstruck mm. cuz i'm like i don't live thinking of miracles because um, it's so easy, you know, people talk about science and faith where it's like you can lean to, Oh, the doctors understand this. Or, you know, I just had to keep working a little bit harder. And then these bills came and uh, not bills, but like these opportunities came and showed up and I've made some really cool partnerships and work, but you know, that's not God showing up. That's just me grinding every single day and doing the right things to be rewarded in that rather than having the mindset of like, no, 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 no. God is the one who brought me the opportunity to do this. And thankfully he's given me the grace to be able to do it so far. You know, but then I also lean into well, faithful and little faithful and much. So it's just is this, is this just a reboot YZO thing? It goes you know? beyond
1: that. You can go even more basic than that. Every breath you take is a miracle because God does not have to give that to you.
0: Right, and see, and that's where I've always struggled in my mindset, and that that's just I guess this is more confession. Yeah, because I know? mean,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I struggle sometimes. I guess I would say with that of just lots of head knowledge and less relational. Um, not so much this year, but uh in, in previous years past years especially when we first started the podcast 2019 was a big year that it wasn't until like 2020 that the relational side started coming back but 2019 i can remember back of i have all this head knowledge but that
0: because we're, we're reading right
1: Well, we, we love knowledge right we like to study these things this is something that piques our interest and we love facts and uh we like working things out and so and,
0: and I can't think of the verse that we talked about it recently, but you know, in the Bible it says it does talk about adding to your faith knowledge, so you need sure. to do that, but that shouldn't stop there. But
1: your your faith is not – knowledge is not required to have faith. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to – I think you and I are both of the same personality with that where we have to refocus, right, because – focus. I think about the focus uh, series we had Conversations we've had, yeah, that was about um, a year, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But we have to refocus – Um, because knowledge will not save us, right? You could be the best scholar of biblical literacy, inerrancy, all this stuff. Um, but without that relationship, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. You could, you could be the most well-spoken, the best preacher, the best teacher, the, you know, the best pastor, the most loving person, but without Christ, it means nothing. Right? So I, I, I'm think, I was preaching myself here. It's it's a good reminder and a refocus point.
0: And, and that's why I wanted to talk about today's conversation with talking about rhythms of life. Because, you know, like over the last many years in RTC, we've had New Year's episodes where we've done just what we've done so far, just reflect on the past. We've done other ones where we're like, okay, um, should Christians have resolutions? What type of resolutions should we have? And I love that episode because you leaned into less about, here's all the goals you should have personally. And it's like, no, 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 here's the types of things we should do as christians to strive for. I remember mm-hmm. that episode.
1: We did the one where it's like, what's your word of the year? Yeah, that, I um, love that and one. And mine
0: was abide.
1: Yeah. 2 years ago. Well, and you you had one the uh, the year before that was be still. Be still. Be still and know. Be no. still. That's when everything was kind of chaotic going for for you, so.
0: Yep. And this year, this is this is where they came from. And and so this year my my word for the year is rhythm. Mm, rhythms and the reason where this came up was i was sitting in church a couple weeks ago and beth was down visiting her sister in kentucky and i went to early service i went to all people service at our church is what we call it so we got family worship which is like you know lights are dimmer music's a little louder the 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 drums are a little louder and it's it's more what you would think of like the modern worship and then the other one
1: bougie church no not bougie more of just
0: (laughs) passionate I guess. I don't know. But so, so, so the, so I went to the nine o'clock service. Cause I'm like, you know what? If this is supposed to be all part of the body, all part of the church, I want to see who's at the service. Let's just go and be there. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool. I actually threw off, it threw off pastor Michael and Jake. Cause they were like, what bro, what are you doing here? Like, and I sat in my same area, same spot. And he's like, you're a ten thirty anchor, bro. What are you doing up here right now? So, so, but during that service, it was really, really a unique perspective that Pastor Michael was talking about. Because in that service, the whole series that we're going through is called Transform, mm-hmm. and how to transform your mind, transform your heart, your living, all these different things that the Bible talks about what we need to be transformed into. But this a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about rhythms of life and 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 how creating rhythms of life uh, rhythms in your life can transform you so because by the time you get to the end of something rhythms become habits and habits become you know just things that you just do when you look back all of a sudden when you put certain rhythms in your life you look back over the course of a year and all of a sudden you go whoa, I've come a long way. Mm-hmm. And rather than you know trying to lean in hard into just do this, do this, do this as a Christian, like always read your Bible. And if you read, don't read your Bible, you failed that day. And always pray. If you don't pray, Feel he goes, no, no, no. We just need to create re- r- rhythms of intentionality. That was what he was kind of talking about. So I've been dwelling on and, and meditating on this word rhythms for a while and it sparked again the other night because beth and i are are binging the chosen right now we Mm -hmm. finally got into the chosen series about years later so we just got into season two actually but so something that i was watching them do is they were focusing really hard on shabbat and what or sabbath and what that means and then they were also doing these other little things that i'm like what is that what is that because like every single time when they walk through a doorpost they they, they touch something or mm-hmm. they touch, kiss their hand and mm-hmm. touch something Which on the door. Which they still do today. And they still do. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what is going on with all these different things? And so and then, then the more I started looking into it, the more I was like, the Jewish culture was a was a very rhythmic culture, but it was rhythmic in order to remember God. Right. and to keep God first in all and of remember your thoughts. His promises And remember his promises. remember what he's done for. And his for, works uh, right. and his, yep. na- his character and his nature and all these different things. Yep. And so I was like, you know what? Let's look back in this episode because you know, obviously Christianity stems from Judaism because we followed Jesus of Nazareth, a yep. Jew. And so where did they get their rhythms from and why it's important? And maybe some, taking that into today's world of are there rhythms that we can put into our life right now? So rather than trying to you know, the the classic New Year's resolution of, oh, I'm going to read the whole Bible all the way through in one year. and it's quicker then, if you listen
1: to it. It's true. <laughs> or people, who, I read my Bible every day
0: and then like, you know, the first sure. week's really good and then by three months you're back in the same old rhythm, but now right. you're feeling guilty and depressed and whatever. I'm like, is there things that we could do like what the Jews did to put rhythms into our lives mm. where it's not a forced thing, but it's just a natural response of life that we do out of this? Okay. So when we look at the, the various rhythms of what the Jewish culture did, you know, they had different rhythms at different parts of, of life, both um, yearly and daily and monthly. And so when we look at Jewish culture, they were extremely intentional, though, about keeping God in the forefront of their minds, no matter what. Mm-hmm. The whole goal was to keep, Adonai, keep Yahweh, keep God in front of their hearts and minds 24-7. And so um, there was Jewish rhythms, though, to remember what God did throughout history, to remember the works of God. Like, you know, Passover, for example, is probably the most popular one that people know about today because Jesus was... Crucified on Passover, Mm -hmm. and then also just with the Ten Commandments, one of the first stories you probably learn as a kid: the very last day when the Angel of the Lord passed over the houses of Egypt. Mm -hmm. If your post, if you had blood on your doorpost from the sacrificial lamb, it was passed over, and this was part of you actually being saved from Mm -hmm. Exodus. And so um, I got all this information from a website. It was, it was. About Jewish festivals is really what this whole website is about. It was actually really cool, and talked about what the upcoming events are in the Jewish holidays. So, Mm -hmm. a lot of this is going to be quotes taken from them, just so you know. So, uh, so in Passover, just in case you didn't know, the Exodus of the Jews from Egypt is celebrated with an eight-day festival of Passover, riddling the home of, uh, yeah, ridding, ridding the home of leaven bread, which was. Chim- Chim- Comets. Comets. So they got rid of leavened bread and they ate only unleavened bread I- or unleavened items commemorate the haste in which the former slaves fled Egypt, leaving them to uh it? leaving them too little time for their bread to bread dough to rice. Man, I'm having mm-hmm. a hard time reading this yep, week. Yep, yep. Um Jews retell the story of the Exodus during the Passover Seder. S- so is that the season? Yeah, the Passover events. It's like that.
1: Yeah, the, the Passover time setters.
0: Yeah, and so Passover was literally for them to remember that God brought them out of Egypt mm-hmm. and, and rescued them from that. And so they actually legit traditionally did certain things, not just to talk about and remind it, but they actually changed their entire life for mm-hmm. eight days to remember Passover. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they do it is because in Deuteronomy 6.12, it says, be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, that place of slavery. So that's what they have Passover for. Another one is Purim, which is the festival of lots, is what it's called. And it recalls the rescue of the Jews of ancient Persia from annihilation at the hands of Haman, Mm -hmm. who cast lots to choose this day. For this plot to kill the Jews, Queen Esther, which Esther, you know, from the book of the Bible, and or from uncle, Veggie Tales, or from Veggie Tales, you know, <laughs> it be what it be. Um, and her uncle Mordecai foiled this plan. So on Purim, the the book of Esther is read. It's called the Megillah. The Megillah is that
1: like the scroll is that, that's yeah, supposed to be? The Magilla of Esther is read. So so the the the,
0: the, the scroll time. of Esther, the book of Esther is read, and the holiday is celebrated with festivity, costume, and noisemaker. Ha, 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 Hamad, wow, Hamad man, Tashan. these are some big Jewish words. And I'm glad you're here. So that's the traditional food, and then there were gift packages known as Mishloch Manat, or exchange, and money is also given to the poor. Each year, now this is modern. The Women Philanthropy Program hosts a "quote unquote" Pack a Bag of Love event to pack and deliver care packages to community members who are homebound or are living in care facilities. So. Purim was celebrated way back in the day, and it's still celebrated today in Jewish culture to remember what mm-hmm. God did through Queen Esther. Um, another one is called, um, is, it, is it
1: Shavuot? I think it's Shavuot. Shavuot? I believe so but it could be pronounced Shabbat too.
0: So this holiday marks the end of the counting of the Omer. It recalls Moses's receiving of the Torah. Mm-hmm. The letter of Ruth is read and an all night Torah study is customary. Dairy food, honey and floral decorations are traditional. So again, this is going back to the Torah. So, so far we've had festivals for when God, you know, brought them out of slavery when he saved them from the hands of the ancient Persian, with queen Esther, when the Torah was given. And then the Chicago, which is the feast of booths, which we see actually Jesus participating in in John chapter seven. Mm-hmm. But this harvest festival is named for the temporary dwellings called a sukkot. Is Suquit. that right? Sequoit. Sequoit decorated with fruit and vegetables, set up to recall the booths in which the Jews lived during their journey from Egypt. This holiday is marked by processions um, with the lulav, lulav, palm branches. Which is a palm branch with uh, myrtle and willow. Yep, and um, etrog, which is citron. I'm not really
1: sure what that is. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what that is either.
0: But again, this is a remembrance of that what God did for them when they were just living in tents, traveling the wilderness. Yeah. Um, another one is called Simchat Torah, which outside of Israel, the day after Shemini Atzeret, Shemak Torah marks the end of the annual Torah reading and the beginning of the cycle for the next coming year. It is celebrated with singing, dancing, and merry processions of people carrying Torahs and children waving flags. Um, and then the one that probably is most familiar today in culture is Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And in, in 16, oh, sorry, in 167 BC, the Maccabees, which are the Maccabeans, uh, you can read about the, the, the Maccabean books, they led a band of Jews in a successful battle against the occupying Syrian Greeks who had desecrated the second temple's eternal light. Miraculously, one day's oil supply lasted eight days until more could be found. The, sh- uh, the Chanaka? The sh- oh, I the Wow, menorah. I knew. Uh, yeah, the menorah. There you go. The Chanaka menorah is lit for eight nights to celebrate that miracle. Among the many Hanukkah traditions, childrens play um, dreidel, dreidel. I made it out of clay. Yep. Right, that one. Yep. Um, and foods fried in oil are customary.
1: So funny thing with the the Greeks who desecrated the second temple, they actually slaughtered um, a pig over the altar because you know that was like oh yeah, yeah that's and that's why like that's what caused the Maccabean like uprising because of that had they not done that some scholars say they wonder if if it was just would have like kind of just rebuilt later on like some of the other conquerings were were but the maccabeans actually because they desecrated the temple in that way um there was actually thought that maybe he was the first like um um oh, like antichrist type of thing uh what is it called son of perdition so, yeah son of perdition so yeah
0: yes yeah so then well, the the crazy thing about the What are we talking about? One, two, three, four, five, six. These six feasts that happen every single year aren't even half of what the Jews celebrate feast-wise.
1: No, and just thinking about Jesus probably celebrated all of these feasts, being that he was Jewish.
0: And so these are feasts and and these are rhythms that they put into their everyday life in order to remember what God did Mm -hmm. for the past so they can remember what God can do. In the future, but the Jews also had physical reminders as well to remind them of what God did. The most famous one being the twelve stones on the other side of the Jordan. That's where the band twelve mm-hmm. stones we joked about on. So, um, but in Joshua four one through eight, it says after the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Choose 12 men from the people, one from each tribe, and command them, take 12 stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan where the priests are standing, which because the Jordan was separated, carry them with you, and set them down at the place where you will spend the night. So Joshua summoned the 12 men that he had selected from the Israelites, one man for each tribe, and he said to them, go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each one of you lift up a stone onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that this will be a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? You should tell them the water of Jordan was cut off in front of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. When it crossed the Jordan, the Jordan's water was cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial, light, a memorial for the Israelites. And the Israelites did just as Joshua had commanded them. So the physical reminder here is the fact of God did this to bring them into the promised land, and it was a physical reminder that they put in front of themselves, and they said, "Hey, when people, when your children ask about this, um, you you should tell them this." Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, and this, I, I was trying to figure out where exactly to put this, but I put the Sabbath into this as well as a physical reminder of, you know, of what. Who, who God is and what God has done as well, because what the Sabbath was is is a weekly, which I thought this was interesting, twenty five hour observance, yep, um, from just before sundown each Friday through the completion of nightfall on Saturday, Shabbat which is another word for Sabbath, is more than just a day off from labor. It is a day of physical and spiritual delights that is meant to illuminate certain key concepts in the traditional Jewish perception of the world. Shabbat is portrayed in the Bible as the pinnacle of creation of the universe, and its observance can be seen as a reminder of the purposefulness of the world and the role of human beings in it. Shabbat also serves as a memorial to God's act of rescuing the Israelites from slavery in Egypt by setting aside a day for personal autonomy and freedom from the harsh demands of labor. The traditional Shabbat is portrayed in Jewish liturgy, songs, and story as a day of joy. A sanctuary from... Worker, uh, it says travails and even a foretaste of the perfected world that will
1: someday be attained. So funny enough, the uh, they've actually have a Shabbat manual that came out in the nineteen fifty seven. I think it was. Uh, it's I, I've got it in one of those books. Do you really right there, the Shabbat manual? It's it's a, like a sixty seven page manual of exactly. All the prayers, songs, and exactly how you observe Shabbat every week.
0: And what's interesting is I didn't know how they did Shabbat until I watched
1: The Chosen, which yeah. is what
0: spurred some of this conversation. And, and in that my head. was
1: that was just that's just a little taste of what they do on. Sh- I mean, Shabbat is a huge deal, so much so they made a manual and they go, "Here is how you observe Shabbat,"
0: which is yeah. fascinating. But it it, is, it, but it it's all done intentionally, not just to make sure it wasn't about the rhythm it, or it wasn't about the rules of you have to do this. It's more the fact of we do this. Because we want to remember God and the works of God. So, so far, the Jewish people have had yearly rhythms that they have in their lives of festivals to remember God. They have, you know, actual physical things to remind of, of it, including like the weekly Shabbat. Mm -hmm. But they also had instructions to be remembered of God's works every single day. Right. Which they get from the Shema. You see that they were supposed to have verses on the doorpost, which this is what the you know, what they had of the chosen. When they walked out, they would kiss and then they would touch it as sure. it would go right. through. And it was also that they're supposed to have verses on their own head. And so, and then they were to instruct their sons and daughters about the works of God. So mm-hmm. I actually brought the Shema here with me today. Go for it. So we're gonna read it. So this is this this is the Shema. So it says, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words, what I'm giving you today, are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as on your hands and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. When This is in quotes. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he will give you a land large a land with large and beautiful cities that you did not build, houses full of everything that you did not fill them with, cisterns that which you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves that you didn't plan. And when you eat and are satisfied, be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Fear the Lord your God. Worship him and take and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the people around you, for your for the Lord your God, who is among you, ...is a jealous God. Otherwise, the Lord your God will become angry with you and obliterate you from the face of the earth. Do not test the Lord your God as you tested him at Massa. Carefully uh, Carefully observe the commands of the Lord your God. The decrees and statutes he has commanded you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that you may prosper, so that you may enter and possess the good land the Lord your God has sworn to give your ancestors by driving out all Of your enemies before you as the Lord has said, yeah. So now, obviously, the Shema that's not all the Shema, that's the Shema, and then the stuff repeating after it. But basically, they're supposed to remember the works of the Lord, talk about it with their kids, repeat it as they go, put it on their doorpost, what's so in front of their face, put it on your face.
1: So, and 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 the traditional conservative Jewish, uh, uh, I forget what they're called exactly. People still do that t- today. The actual ones that are like the hardcore, like following the Judaic laws and stuff. They still you actually. See it in Jerusalem at the they, Wailing Wall. Well, n- not just there, but they actually do, they roll up little scrolls and like wear them around their forehead. They have like little special bands that they hold it there.
0: And then they have seen that wrapped around their wrist to. Yep. Signify certain things, yep. and don't they have like the- they've got
1: scriptures on their doorposts for every door they go through, which they kiss their hand and and touch the the scriptures as they go through each doorpost. Um, they they still still practice that today,
0: mm-hmm. and it's interesting because you know when when we grow, I mean, I'm gonna transition a little bit. You know, growing up for us as being part of the Baptist tradition, you know, we were always told like, oh, you're not supposed to do anything that will cause you to just say things in vain. So never do things that were repeated intentionally. And mm. so it's like that's that's part that's always been kind of confusing to me where it's like, you know, we can never have the Lord's Supper every single week because then, oh, it, it's important. So it's just going to lose its meaning. Oh, we're not supposed to
1: repeat but this it shouldn't, or that because right? oh, it's just going to lose its meaning. It should point us the opposite direction and point us to Christ and, exactly. and to remembering him. So. And,
0: and so I want to transition into that. So, sure. And so and this is where I want kind of us to think about going into 2023 with me even think about the word rhythm. What rhythms should we put in our lives to remember what God has done for us mm. and remember the goodness of God? Because the Jews had festivals, they had feasts, they had Shabbat, they had physical things they could see and actually remember. They actually named places after God, like Jacob's well, and then these other different places they named them after God, of God who sees, God who hears, mm-hmm. like uh, um, uh, Hagar in the wilderness. Um, and then you also see them doing things in their own lives and in their house to never forget the goodness of God. And I think in our culture in America, you know, we get so stinking sidetracked all the time that Mm. your boy included, we forget the goodness of God. We just Mm -hmm. talked about the beginning of the episode. I forget who God is to me and and how I should respond to that. So I was trying to think, you know, about what different types of rhythms we should have in our lives and not be scared to create other rhythms Mm -hmm. where they might not be tradition for anybody else except for us. And that's okay, sure. as long as it points back to the goodness of God. So I kind of just jotted down some things. I mean, this is just things that I just put down, dude. So yeah. I think it'd be cool just to walk through them. Yeah, go for you, it, You man. put some things th- thoughts in if you think it's a different idea. Sure. Um, and we just go on from there. But I was thinking, you know, the Jews had cornerstone rhythms that were just part of their culture, remember the works of God. And I was like, okay, do we have any cornerstone rhythms that point us back to God? And obviously we have Christmas, which we just celebrate, and We mm-hmm. just talked about last episode of Christmas has time to remember that Jesus came to earth as a baby. We also have Easter, which mm-hmm. is when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Well, good Friday. And then he rose again, conquering, right. conquering sin and death. So we have these two cornerstone events in our church, Christian liturgical calendar that points us to the goodness of God. But generally speaking, Protestants, like that's all we got, right? Like that's it. Like we just lean into those two different things. Yep. But what I think is really fascinating is when you start looking at liturgical-style churches, I'm t- thinking the Lutherans, um, Episcopalians, Catholics have this, um, Eastern Orthodox. They have different celebrations and feasts. I mean, a, a lot of times I think it's interesting that they do the feasts after certain like, Man, you talk, saints. Man, you
1: talk about that Southern Baptist potluck? That ain't a cornerstone? <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry go ahead it's it's a cornerstone event, but i don't <laughs>
0: think it points to the goodness of god i think it points us to uh, you know thanksgiving but <laughs> but thanksgiving should also be yeah, i didn't, I didn't right. even write that one down i think about the the cornerstone is thanksgiving so like yeah. in the protestant world we generally have three things that should point the, to us to god the
1: new year the new ah, year, a new, a new restart. See, so we should have these
0: things, but I think it's it's actually kind of interesting to think about: are there other rhythms that we can put into our lives sure. that just help us keep our mind and focus on God, like such as like our own retreats? Like, do we take our own personal retreats? Like, mm. not like disappear for two weeks and then just come back and yay. But like I've heard of pastors who like um, I knew one pastor who, well, actually I still know him. Where once a year, I think is what he does, or like once every six months for like an entire day and an overnight, he actually goes to a monastery. Interesting. And so it's just so he can read and he can pray because it's supposed to be, those are sacred places for visitors. Like I remember a handful of years ago, a few years ago, I went to a Mennonite retreat center where I was not allowed to talk to anybody (laughs) for like, 40, uh, it, was, it was at so least, it was like 36 hours. Let's like get that. real.
1: How hard was that for you, Mark?
0: <laughs> it was both hard and freeing because the way they picked, the, the way they described it was, is we're sure. going to give the gift of silence to people because the idea is the fact that we're all weary travelers who need time to just refresh. And, recruit, and regroup uh, being surrounded by other people, right. the warmth of the other bodies, but not feeling like, oh, I got to put on a front. Sure. Oh, I got to do these different things. And so I thought that was a really fascinating experience that I was able to do, and huh. I would love to do that again. Um, but I do think as Protestants, you know, and and as just as Christians and as followers of Jesus, we shouldn't be scared to have these
1: rhythms in our life
0: and intentionally use Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, the weekly church well, services we, to keep our mind focused on Jesus. I
1: agree with that. We should have have these rhythms, right? But mm-hmm. again, there is a difference, right? So again, Protestants were scared that they didn't want things to just get to the point where they didn't mean anything, right? Which is why they took it to complete opposite direction which we shouldn't have done that these traditions can be used right to help us refocus but we have to make sure they help us refocus and we're not just doing it and it's not empty vain words like the pharisees and sadducees used to do right because that's where it's like well then it's meaningless so I, I for i think for for the jewish people these things actually do and in, indeed mean things to them right and they are not forgetting. I mean, they're they're still looking for their Messiah to come, even though he's already came and they rejected him. Mm-hmm. He will come again, and they will know it's him. And so, but they're still looking for him to return. So that's why they do these things. It's a, it's a reminder of the things that he's done for them to keep them um, in tune and on track with with God. And I think we should do these similar things to keep us in tune with God's spirit and keep us on track with God. Well, this is why. To me, communion is a huge thing, right? It's not just some frivolous thing that we that we do every once like in a here, while.
0: Like, here's here's a wafer, here's some yeah, juice. Yeah, okay, so just way. do it.
1: No, to me, it should be a huge time of reflection of just like, oh, my goodness, God, this is what you've done for me. And, oh, man, like to me, for, for the very first thing I do is whenever I know we're going to be taking the Lord's Supper, I just start thinking of all the bad things I've done and how unworthy I am. And I just start re- crying out in repentance, basically, uh, of, about you know, how sorry I am that I am not who I need. I want to be who I need to be. Um, not that I can change my heart. It's all God that takes it, takes my heart and changes it by renewing my mind, by having a relationship with him. But those, those moments, right. It, it, it points me back. It points me back. It's, it's not empty. Um, but, I think it can be right. It Mm -hmm. can be for some Christians, and I think that's where Protestants kind of stand. And right,
0: and I mean, church, like you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you just have to go, and then you show up, and you do your thing, and then you go back home without the intentionality behind it. This is what I get to do. Like, I mean, even this past Sunday, dude, like Sunday morning, I woke up and I'm like, I
1: I don't feel like going.
0: I I I rarely have this thought, but I had the thought of like, if we didn't go today, I'd be I, like, I'd be cool. But it ended up being a really encouraging Sunday. You know, I'll
1: admit. I've had those thoughts a lot, and typically, those are the days that I get the most out of the message. <laughs> and that's been the last two weeks,
0: like exactly, it's been the last couple of weeks. But I do think there's something to be said, and this is where I want to keep the rhythm and focus in my mind: is the fact of Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving are cultural holidays now. Sure, they're not designed to focus you on Jesus anymore. Right. They're designed to enjoy time with family and friends and frivolity and have fun. But and that's why we should and, and we should lean into back. it. Right. But and I also do know and this is a shortcoming of mind is. It's exhausting sometimes to constantly have to bring up and have these conversations because it's like I'd rather just sit and take a nap. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but if we intentionally think okay, so each one of these seasons is supposed to point us back We've talked about a lot this past, I would say last month of the podcast of, you know, Advent is supposed to help us look back, but also look forward. Right. Easter is a looking back, but also looking forward when right. we'll rise again. Thanksgiving is a time where we thank God for what we have and what he's done and then also what he will do. And a weekly worship reminder is supposed to the fact right. of until Jesus comes,
1: it's a reminder that he will come back. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. It's it's a time to to worship him and to uplift each other and um, yeah, it's a it's a good time. And so for these
0: seasons, I intentionally want to put those rhythms in my life of not just yeah. do them because they're cultural, it, but intentionally be like, what am I going to do for my family to point us towards this? With and I the think, Advent season with Easter, and, and that's why like you know Christmas Eve Mass. I mean, even though I'm not Catholic, I am very much Protestant. Christmas Mass actually means something to me because that's for me. It's not for my family. It's not for my kids. Everyone's already asleep. I get to go, mm. and, and and it's also Protestants really don't do midnight services anymore either. So, but I go with my brother in law, and we have some
1: really good conversations. Just remember, like Jesus, Jesus is here, man. Right? Like, let's go. Yeah, and I think that that we should rename this, and it's just not just not the rhythms of life, but the intentional mm-hmm. rhythms of life, because we can get into a rhythm, right? I get into a rhythm. I wake up at three thirty. I leave by four thirty to go to work. I come home. I eat dinner. I do my chores. You know, that's the rhythm, right? But that rhythm doesn't mean anything. You're just going through the motions, but intentional rhythm. But
0: that rhythm also sustains you till tomorrow because you have to get enough sleep and then you eat to go to the but next But it's a thing, rhythm you know?
1: that, that without intentionality, right? It's a rhythm. It's mm-hmm. a rhythm I have to do, right? That's why we have- Not we- choose to do. That's why we have weekends, right? hmm We don't have- we- if, ever, if everybody intentionally always wanted to work, we'd always work. But we don't. We have- weekends because we don't always want to work right Mm -hmm. it's a rhythm but if we have an intentional rhythm right so it's not just christmas it's not just easter it's not just thanksgiving it's not just new year's it's hey, i i'm intentionally thinking about christ in these aspects and in these aspects if i get the opportunity to share them with family or friends who i'm meeting with in these holidays these national holidays that we in the states have uh I'm going to take those opportunities. I'm not going to shy away from those opportunities. I'm going to use what RTC taught me a, a few months ago or a month ago about how to talk to unbelievers. I'm going to intentionally use that. I'm going to li- go back and listen to that so I know exactly how, what I need to do to talk to those unbelievers. And so I like the the intentionality p- part of the rhythm. It's more than just a rhythm. You got to be intentional with your rhythm. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, and and, and uh, go back to what the Jews did. Like you know, they had these rhythms in their calendar to. A forced stop of remembrance, which we have those, but we also have to choose to make daily rhythms in our life, too. Yeah, And so I jotted I, I down a couple different ideas that I had for what are some daily rhythms that we could do where it's not necessarily, a oh, I'm going to do a checklist. It's no, it becomes a rhythm, you know, and so some of the daily rhythms that I wrote down that we should be having in our lives is daily thinking of the works of the Lord. Like thinking, this is what God has done for me. Like I should wake up every morning and not go, you know how freaking hard it is to feed seven kids that are barking at you before you even like have <laughs> decided to wake up that they all want different breakfast and wake up earlier. <laughs> just kidding. But, but it's like, you know, but like rather than like begrudgingly kicking my feet, being like, man, I, I really, I, I, I love my kids, but right now I don't like you very much. Like, sure. like rather than doing that, but like, you know, thank you God that I was able to have a podcast to meet Beth, to be able to have these kids that they now call me dad. Like, whoa, Right. That's super cool. Sure. But those thing about the works of the Lord, another daily rhythm would be is teaching the works of our Lord to our friends and to our children. Like anytime we have the opportunity, use those as teaching moments. And mm-hmm. this isn't something, this is the thing that I want us to remember because, you know, and I know there's a lot of people who have asked us questions about this, like for, for you and me for like, you know, we, we do study. We do teach. This is a very common thing for us to do. So mm-hmm. when a kid asks me a question about anything with theology, We're with ready. God, well, I'm ready to <laughs> rock and roll, baby. Right. Let's just go. But I know a lot of people say, like, oh, I just don't know enough. How am I supposed to teach these different things? Right. But the kid doesn't need to be taught theology. They just need to be taught to focus on Jesus and what God has done. Sure. And there's resources that you can do. Like, Cody had You know, cross from kids with catechism, flashcards, and um, theology. Or what is it? ABC theology or theology kids. Yeah, or, there's, uh,
1: there's a there's uh, a lot of different resources you can do catechism uh, books. New Day Catechism, uh, or new is it New Day or New City? New City Catechism maybe is what it's called. It's a curriculum you can actually get the app online. I have the app on my phone. Um, uh, it's it's another resource. And there's you like use.
0: you know there's Instagram accounts you can follow. Like again, like Co or Felicia Masonheimer or sure. Catechesis books. I follow them because it's really really cool stuff. Um, but there's ways that you can at least have simple conversations with your kids to just remind them, because every time you see in the old Testament would say, Hey, you're going to tell your kids this. And it was tell the kids, remind them of the work that the Lord has done Mm -hmm. to remember what God has done. And anyone can teach that. You don't need a theology degree or a Bible degree to do any of that or be a pastor. Us as parents are called to do that for our own kids, but Mm. also for those in our relationship as well. So when we have opportunities, do we point back to God and say, you know what? Um, I'm not sure where you are with faith, but I, I firmly believe that God's the one who got me through that. Yeah, sure. And so are we taking those opportunities to talk about God with our friends and with our family? Mm-hmm. Another one that I was thinking about specifically coming out of Psalms is meditating on the word of the Lord. And how are you going to know the word of the Lord, unless you're in the word of the, of the Lord, which a boy's looking at a mirror right now, going, you're full of crap saying that people need to do this. Cause I'm terrible at doing this too. Well,
1: just gotta get better at it, right? You know,
0: and, and it's not a checklist, but it's meditating on it. And it's, you know, and that's why I have, you know, a daily Bible verse that pops up on my phone, my notifications, I check every notification, and if it's a Bible verse, I can read it. Mm-hmm. And so even if that's all I get, I'm at least able to keep my mind focused every single day on, oh, yeah, here's what the scripture of the day is. Right. Um, another one that we can do is just what we call learning from the Lord. And we learn from the Lord by mm-hmm. reading his word and having conversations with people, being in small groups, talking with your spouse and with your friends about, hey, you know, that's what we learned about in church today, like, What do you think we should do about this? But constantly just learning from the Lord, but then also depending on the Lord. You know, I think about like the conversations we've had here on the podcast about prayer, about like George Mueller and always praying for that. The prayer life of Billy Graham, the prayer life of Jim Elliott, all these guys literally walked around every single day saying, God, I can't do this without you, so I'm going to need you. Right. And so, you know, and then there's also just not rhythms that we can have, but there's also, I think we can put in physical reminders to physically, because sometimes we need to have physical reminders of what God has done in our life. And I did not jot any stuff down because I figured this would be an interesting, discussing question to kind of start to land the plane a little bit. But what physical reminders do you have in your life that you can remember the work of the Lord from. And I think this could be a really fun discussion, discussion, discussion question to have mm-hmm. inside of the RTC Facebook group of what physical reminders do you put in your life to remember the works of the Lord. But I think it would be kind of a fun way for us to end this episode and just go, what are physical reminders that we place in our lives to remember the works of the Lord?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things, and, and it pretty much all hits – your daily rhythms of, you know, thinking of the works of the Lord. Well, how do you think of the works? How do you think of, how do you meditate upon the word? How do you learn from the, the, the Lord and how do you depend on the Lord? You know, a lot of that is scripture reading. I listen to podcasts, those discussions I have with people and preparing for episodes on our podcast. Right. Cause that forces us to get in the word. It forces us to get into the, that mindset of being intentional because we're going to do a teaching. Right. And so, uh, you know, I got that for my Wednesday night group, for Friday nights, for when we, when we podcast. Uh, you got Sundays where you're intentionally in the word, studying scripture, and then throughout the week, right? I have encounters with people all the time. Um, That's also where we can start teaching the works of the Lord to, to our friends and family and our children. Um, so these are some easy daily reminders for me, right? It's, it's a daily thing. But uh, I, I've got notifications, like you said, of scripture devotionals that pop up daily on my phone. Podcasts, certain podcasts. You also I have. have a lot of scripture on your wall, like upstairs yeah, in the kitchen. Yeah, oh yeah, man. everywhere, everywhere. But yeah, I mean, it just you know, the biggest, the biggest thing that helps me—it's a huge physical reminder—is my kids. Hmm. Because I look at my kids and I'm like, I want them to know Jesus. Well, what's one way they can know Jesus? By me acting like Jesus, right? I gotta, By I got I gotta Jesus. imitate yeah. Christ, right? And so it. You know that. How do you learn to how to Im- imitate Christ? Well, you got to be in His Word. You got to you got to think about His ways. You got to study. You got to pray. Uh, prayer is the big thing, right? Because again, like we talked about the, at the beginning of the podcast, I can look and read the Word, and it can mean nothing. But when I pray, when I add prayer into it, and this is why prayer is so important. When you add prayer into it, it's like I don't know y- your your mind starts really focusing more than just the words on a page you're focusing and you're being intentional in your relationship with Christ, which opens up your mind and your heart to the scripture when you read it. That's just the way I feel about it. So.
0: That's cool. So I, I actually have some physical reminders that I have to remember the works of God. One is actually my tattoo. like yeah. un, Unapologetically, that's what, it's, what, that's what it's there for, is to remind myself and have conversations around it because it's the Cairo. It's basically the, the OG monogram of Jesus Christ. And it says that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. It's a reminder to me every single day of he's the first and the last. And, and I follow him as Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing I have, I keep it on my desk, actually. Um, some process might get a little upset at this. But uh, my brother-in-law, Joe, uh, when, he and the, him, when, he, when him and Amanda went on their honeymoon, they went over, they toured Europe and all these different things. Well, they ended up going to the Vatican. And he was like, hey, is there anything you want me to bring back from the Vatican? I'm like, dude, a rosary would be really cool. It is be really cool to have one from the Vatican. And not because the Pope, just because of, of, of it is what it is. And so I actually have a rosary that sits on my desk every single day. And I don't pray the rosary. I don't, I don't use this as the, I have to do like all these thousands of different, more like dozens, dozens of different prayers, but I seriously see it every single day while I work because it sits next to my mouse. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I touch my mouth, I see my rosary. And lately what I've been trying to do is at least once a day is pick up my rosary and just pray the Lord's prayer. That's what I've been trying to do for about the last week. Mm. And consistently not even thinking about this episode, just trying to do it because the Bible says like when, when you pray to your father in seven pray in this way. And I'm like, man, if we're just getting started with baby steps, nothing's better than the Lord's prayer mm. because mm. it's, it's literally the, Jesus said, Pray, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. But, but you know?
1: just so our listeners understand that you're not saying the rosary, the only reason why you do it, you have to pick up the rosary in order to do it. What you're saying is it's just a it's reminder. A it's reminder. just a reminder for you to do that.
0: Yep. It's the same as the 12 stones. When but they see that, talk about it when you see
1: it. What do you pick it up? Whether it stays on your desk, whether it's even there, it doesn't mean anything the rosary itself does not mean anything other than it just it's a reminder for you it's you choose to be reminded
0: and i'm not saying anyone else should do it i'm not saying anyone else because the rosary for a lot of people is simply just a good luck charm to be honest with you like there's a lot of people who have rosaries or even they were cross necklaces sure and because it's like a it's a fashion piece or it's a it's a remembrance of um I don't know, it's a good luck charm, it's like a Christian roots, so it's kind of a cool vibe, whatever, you know, or based on what culture you come out of, it's just part of the culture. Um, but I do know like the original purpose of the rosary when it was first created was to help monks and priests and and followers of, of Christian and Christians just remember to pray, right? And and there's definitely prayers of the Rosary that I disagree with, but I do think it's not a bad thing to put in these physical reminders to do that. And, you know, I was thinking back just just now of the different things I used to do with my teenagers. You know, like once a quarter. I would do a wor- what we would call worship experiences because I would get your whole body to experience worship. So I would we would worship in song, we'd worship in prayer, we would read, we would do prayer walks, we would light candles, we would do different things. So my idea is we're going to try to engage your entire body with worshiping God. There's just maybe you can connect with a certain way to, to worship God, and there's nothing special about it. There's nothing magical about it. Right. It was just a different rhythm. To try to put into the the yeah. Just, schedule.
1: Yeah, just, I would just say encourage people not to make it meaningless, right? Have no, a meaning don't just do it. ritual. I mean, the and Bible don't, says
0: don't pray in vain words. Well, and you know? don't
1: let something become an idol where, like, mm. okay, well, this has meaning because it's it's you know from the Vatican, which I know that's not Hold what up. you're no. saying at all. But I just want to make sure that listeners understand that you're not doing because I, I can hear people protestants right and it's going i can't believe he's using a rosary i can't believe he's got one of those and it's like no wait hang Which on. that's what i grew up believing right so i'm just saying that this is not cross. this is not what you're saying you're not saying you have to have this you're not making it an idol in your life nope. because people have crosses or pictures of of jesus's resemblance in their house you know all the time the pictures are a little weird Pro- even but- protestants right I, I my parents when they first became Christians had a picture of jesus i remember it's no wooden frame of blonde hair blue eyed jesus uh, but uh you know i i, I go to a protestant's house where there's crosses and everything like that and it's like there there's to me there's no difference between that and the rosary right and the way you're using it mm-hmm. now
0: it's a it's a physical remember to remember exactly. so, remember to keep my eyes right on and, jesus. I, and i just yep. want to
1: make sure that everybody that's listening understands that that's where you're at right mm-hmm. it's just a physical reminder
0: That's just, so. it's a rhythm I'm trying to put in, and, and, and the, the, the rhythm isn't like the rosary the rhythm isn't getting tattoos the rhythm isn't I have to go to this place to pray but it's more of just trying to put in these daily reminders and yeah. physical reminders to have the
1: daily Nor- rhythms and to have the the other rhythms. Nor are you saying that other people have to do that. That's just something that you've That's done what to do. help you. Yeah, right? and I think exactly. this is
0: a fair question to kind of end the show sure. is maybe asking our podcast listeners, you know, if if we're going to try to focus on rhythms and maybe, I don't know how we can do this with the podcast to try to help people keep rhythms in their life too, but, you know, we already have rhythms in our life and our culture with what we've already talked about. How can you use those rhythms to point yourself and your family to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Another one would be is what daily rhythms can you put inside of your own life to just remember the works of God and what he has done mm-hmm. and is there a physical reminder that you can do to just because we get distracted man you know, that's I think that's part of what Shabbat was and I think that's what the twelve stones was we get very very distracted but they're supposed to be like physical guide marks to point us back
1: to Jesus mm-hmm. right just like Advent and we've talked had all these conversations for the past month about yeah about this type of stuff yeah so so, yeah.
0: so that's that's the question is just what rhythms are you going to put in your own life to help keep you focused on Jesus in 2023? So yeah. I know this is a, a little bit different it kind of an episode rather than just, you know, looking back and looking forward. But, like, what rhythms are we going to do in 2023 to keep our eyes and minds focused on Jesus? Yeah. Anything think, else you got to end the show, my no, dude? Or man, is that I, that a good I place to end I think that's it, man. I think hit the button. Well, I'll hit the button.
1: Time for... Fun Facts with February! <laughs> 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 Well, so speaking of all the fun Catholic things that we, I brought up another Catholic fun fact. If
0: people are listening and watching the show, we're wearing like straight up Notre Dame top (laughs) down.
1: Talk about rosaries. So yeah,
0: people are probably very confused. I'm not,
1: I am in no way Catholic, although I do like. I'm
0: ordained by the Southern Baptist Convention. So I do,
1: (laughs) I do enjoy a lot of Catholic traditions. I enjoy a lot of tradition and liturgy. Yeah, I I just, I just do, um, Anyways, I don't think they... I mean, yeah. uh, anyways, that's a different, different conversation. So, so in light of all the Catholic talk, I've got a Catholic uh, fun fact. Regarding New which Year's? Which you probably know and I know, but maybe somebody doesn't know. Did you know you can thank the Pope for making our New Year's start on January 1st? Hmm. The Gregorian calendar was introduced in October of 1582 by Pope Gregory the 8th I'm sorry, the 13th. Wow. Wow. Pope Gregory the Thirteenth, my Roman noodle, re- my no- Roman, Roman noodle. noodle, your Roman noodles, <laughs> my Roman numeral. Roman sounds really yummy right now. Reading so is a there. little bad. Uh, so Pope Gregory the Thirteenth as a revised version of the Julian calendar. It took almost three hundred and fifty years for the world to get hmm. on board. Turkey didn't make the switch until nineteen twenty seven.
0: Wait, so after World War One?
1: Yeah, before they made the switch over what? to the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, that's
0: why I wonder if there's a little bit of because you know Turkey, Constantinople, Eastern Orthodox. I wonder if there was a little bit of like a
1: a little nah, a little hairiness going on. I there. wonder if there's a little hairiness <laughs> to it. Be like, now nah, we are the first church, bro. But like,
0: who on earth would be like everyone? Else, uh, I, well, actually, I can't say because America's that way with
1: the metric know, system and metric system and yeah.
0: speed and everything yeah. so I can't make fun of Turkey because America's the exact yeah, same we use with everything else we
1: use SAE standards so
0: all, all that kind of fun yeah. stuff but either way guys we hope that you guys have been enjoying hanging out with us for all of 2022 if you're new to the podcast make sure you subscribe on anywhere you listen to including Spotify Apple Podcast make sure you get involved with the Facebook group with the Instagram with YouTube all the various different places there's so many ways for you to get connected with the RTC community and if you've been a part the rtc community for a very very long time we would love to connect with you offline as well in the facebook group on facebook instagram via email text whatever way you want to reach out to us
1: and don't forget to go to the youtube channel subscribe hit the bell notification so you can know when we're on also don't forget to check out revive fest if you want to come and hang out with your boys and make it an rtc family party go to revivefest.com which when, when is tickets. Revive Fest? It's July 21st through the 23rd, I believe. Wow, you got that day down. Well, I follow it. So, so
0: in July, we're gonna be chilling July. in Southwest Michigan. Hopefully, we will see you guys there too. So yeah. we hope you guys had a great holiday season. We hope you enjoy bringing the new with your, new year with your family. Come back 2023. We ain't slowing down. We have a lot of more fun conversations coming your way, including what we're gonna be talking about next week. First episode of 2023 is does. Pain, evil, and suffering disprove the existence of God. Mm. It's going to be a good one, buddy. You ready? Yeah. Happy New Year. All right, guys. We'll see you in 2023. So until then,
1: take it easy.